Initializing recap. It seems like Voltaire's grip on the drip is slipping. Someone has been causing trouble in Voltaire's clubs, much in the way that I just suggested. That usually results in Voltaire sending a fixer to eliminate that problem. However, the fixers haven't been showing up, or at least they're not doing their job. If I remember correctly, didn't we see someone getting thrown out of museum? All three of you, I think, have spent enough time in bars. You know when someone's pretending to be drunk. You walk into my sewers, uninvited, disrespectful. Well, you see, you find yourself in an interesting predicament. Presumably, you want these three people, or at least the gentleman in the silver. So let's make a deal. Pay me what they're worth, and the four of you walk out. Durham, when you pop your heel, you hear two of the people gasp from underneath those hoods that they're wearing. Merrick starts ripping hoods off. My name is Rondelis Drin. Great name. Uh, Voltaire sent you? No, actually. Um, we just, good Samaritans, uh, fan of Voltaire's clubs, saw that there was something going down. It became way more than we expected. All three of your bracelets go bloodoo and turn gold. And then all three of your devices ping. Would love to meet you, V. And wouldn't you know it? Oh, it's a guy. There's a patra guard standing there and he sees the three of you and he has like a smile on his face as you approach and he presses the dome and he says oh looks like we have some joiners as you see uh four surf security personnel get in the elevator they all sort of push past you so that there's two behind you (laughs) and then there's two in front of you and the patrick guard is in the middle and as the door closes, his smile widens recap complete Welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked. Gentlemen, I have two questions for you. Are you ready to rock? Oh, yep. yes. Yeah. Are you ready to roll? Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. roll these assholes out of this elevator. Bow, mm-hmm. pow. I'm going to roll this fucking elevator all the way to the dome. <laughs> As you guys have alluded to, yes. Uh, at the last episode, you were able to uh, get Voltaire's attention enough to get an invite up to the dome and get an audience with them. On the way up, you were uh, pleasantly and surprisingly met with the Patra guard, who you now know as Jakul, and he invited you in. And as you were going up, uh, you were joined by four other of the Surth security force. And you guys are currently riding in the elevator up to the dome with them. Now, Cody's not a smart guy, right? Yeah. But Cody has also watched certain movies, and he's not the dumbest person in the world. Does he know what's what's going on? Let's roll some sense motives you know what? to start the session off. I'm going to assume nothing bad will happen, and it's just a casual elevator ride. Well, that's um, an 18 sense motive. That's a 24. Yeah, just a 21. All three of you can get the sense that Jakul is uneasy and very tense. You do some sideways glances and you notice that the other security forces all have their hands currently on their like batons. And you hear that like soft pop of the, the release 
of like the clip that holds him into place for one and with lightning reflexes Jakul like chops him in the throat wait what as the other three draw their batons he manages to catch two of them cross them over and catch the third and kick one of them so hard that you hear the wind escape out of them and disarms the two batons and knocks all three out Cody belatedly says, before we get started, does anyone want to get at? <laughs> um, and Jakul twirls the batons and sticks them into uh, his side pockets and casually reaches over and hits the emergency stop button and turns to face you guys and says, you're Victor Benson's friends, yes? Oh, God. Oh, um, well, Jakul, yes. Are you his contact? Did we have a contact? Yeah. Victor Benson had a contact on Surth, which is why we were like headed here in the first place. He nods and he says, Vic and I go way back. Yeah. I knew we were going to be best friends. Let's, let's not go too far Cody's too hugging. fast. He's hugging him. Uh, he like pats you on. He gives you like a, a loose arm around the back and a, a pat on the top of the head. Uh, and he says, how's he doing? Oh, fuck. I was going to ask you that question. He's on, I believe. We're not sure if he's on the prison planet, right? Like, we know we, I don't think is. he is, but he's currently missing. We know he's not in prison, but we don't know if he's alive. I, I think he is, but... You and you and Victor were close? Um, yeah, we, we used to run missions together back in the day, yeah. Can I say a name and you just tell me if you recognize it? Real quick, sure. just for my yeah. own sick curiosity, Azen. No, no, I'm... I don't know it. Oh, good. Um, anyway, thank you. I kind of, like point at our bracelets and I'm like I point at my ear oh yeah Voltaire doesn't give a shit about these guys so are they from why is Surf after us I, every look guys time's ticking down for you boys and everyone is gonna start getting real twitchy around you that's fair we All have right. so many questions for you the timer's going do down you, boys do you mind if we let's take the ride up ask a question or two real quick we have to get the Voltaire he doesn't want to wait well it seems safe right here. Merrick's right. You're not going to be keeping Voltaire waiting. It's a bad call, but yes, I can answer some questions. So let's rapid fire them. What's up? Silver liquid. What is it? I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you. Uh, Vic sent me a message letting me know that he was on his way with the Maverick uh, after everything kind of went to shit, but I didn't get details. All he said was to, to get something safe ready for you guys. And, and that was it. <sighs> Do you have something safe ready for us? Or was it just somewhere we could lay low? I wasn't sure I could trust you guys. And I did some digging, I did some looking, I and yeah, I, I I know you guys aren't the reason Vic got the shake that he got. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of are. He died trying to save us. Or he went down trying to save us. That's that's Vic being Vic. That's not your fault. Look, you, you worked with him long enough to know his stupid saying. Yeah. Don't yeah. be a hero. Don't be a hero. He seemed really into it. it. Seems to apply to everybody but him. That's a very good way to put it, Merrick. Do you know if he survived? Is there anywhere he would have gone? Here. He would have come here. You know, he's, you know, he got away. We saw what Azen's capable of. He couldn't have gotten away from a man who can punch a tank out of the sky. I've seen what Captain's capable of. I, I believe it. I, I, he's he is alive. I believe it. Oh, he's alive. Right. Aside from here, where would where would he go? Let's just say here wasn't an option. He, I, I mean, it, 
as far away as possible to knee, you know, or try to find a way to get into onto Sononan Prime. No, I think he'd go to the prison. I don't think he'd let Quip, Query, and Satir. No, he's not stupid, but he's a hero. He would do it when he had the resources. Um, Cool. When we get out of here, we're going to need to keep building resources when we deal with what we're dealing with right now. If you're able to set us up with a plan or an idea of where we can go to find enemies of our enemies to find resources, we're going to have to build a crew from scratch again. We're going to have to break the trailers at some point, so we need to keep on growing. Wait a minute. We're here to clear our name. If we clear our name, maybe they'll let them go. That's not Do you how know this works, if, to Cody. If you think we're going to clear our name within the next 24 hours, it's Jacob. not going to happen. Do you know Vale? I know of him. He's he's pretty uh, infamous. Also, the man, or whoever it is, is giving Contra the business right now. He's he's doing a number on him. They did a number on us. It's the, the video footage that makes us look guilty. It was doctored by a technomancer well the by veil that's why we're here yeah he's he's for hire so i don't think he he's losing any sleep over it well if if you could help us find him that's kind of why we're doing all this look you're going to go meet the guy running the place if anyone knows where veil is it's going to be voltaire okay you cool um well I'm, I'm when we're done what we have to do uh let's meet up again if that's all right with you for boozy milkshakes. Absolutely. Deal with these? Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about them. They're they're fine. I will keep my ear to the ground and keep looking them out, see if I can find anything about your crew, um, see if there's anyone I can't call in some favors, people that owe Vic something, and, and I'll let you know. Uh, you guys just focus on doing what you can to get out from under the shit that you've been parried under. I will I will try to set up your next steps. And he reaches over and he hits the, the resume button. And you guys, with a jerk, begin heading back up. Thank you. I knew we'd be best friends. I could see it in your soul. <laughs> Anyone have any other questions before we we split off for a bit? I'm probably going to have to lay low a little bit after this one. Where do we meet you and how? I'll be around. Don't worry. We'll, we'll find it. Look, yeah. meet me boozy milkshakes. Yeah. Look, we're both persistent. Merrick says that with purpose. We'll find each other. Uh, he nods. Okay. Thank you. Although I was kind of excited for this elevator fight. I'm glad. The only thing I could do here is blow up and then everyone's hurt. I <laughs> did what think a cool, about that. What a cool ending week. to the elevator fight that would have been, though. Honestly, that was the very first thing I was thinking of going into this episode was that, oh, no, we're all going to get supernova. <laughs> Merrick's going to go nuclear, which is 66 now. Oh, God. The elevator bings as you reach the dome and the doors slide open and uh, Jakul sort of like ushers you out quickly. So no one sees what's inside and the doors slide and he gives you just kind of a nod before he disappears. And the dome is the opposite of everything you've seen so far. It is uh, for one, you actually see the sky. You see uh, space as as Surth floats through it because you are at the top and there is no plate above you covering it. You see these immaculately tended streets. 
with these ornate street lamps and there are parks with fountains and flower gardens and real trees and there are these towering buildings and you see in the distance like a central spire in the middle that has these searchlights over it and you can hear even in from like blocks away the pounding music of the seat uh merrick does up his hawaiian shirt so it covers his abs now that he feels a little bit underdressed there is a man in a suit uh standing next to a car he sees you and he walks over and he just says this is courtesy of voltaire and he hands each of you a bag all right merrick Mm -hmm. opens his bag uh yeah he turns around gets in his car and they drive off and they've given us three bombs Um, stuff in your mouth darren stuff in your mouth (laughs) <laughs> pouch bomb pouch <laughs> um inside you see uh three boxes each each bag has a box um from a place called the lamplight and it written in like fancy script and inside the boxes are three suits Ooh. oh you thank, thank yeah. fuck and mine has four arms oh my god i can just immediately Duran just takes off the fucking just gets flannel <laughs> <laughs> just starts putting it on. He's a give a shit who sees. <laughs> so someone's like walking past with a stroller and like looks at you <laughs> and begins walking faster. And they're tailored to us, I assume. They are. They're like they fit like a fucking glove. Oh, they fit you guys perfectly. And I will let you guys, if you'd like, describe what your suit looks like. Yeah. So Mer- Merrick's is going to be a nice tan suit. Okay. You go with a desert that. vibe. So, like, in a cream-colored shirt, and the tie is going to be black. Yeah, just a black tie. Brown suit, cream-colored shirt, forearms, nice and clean. Beautiful. Love it. What about you, Darren? I'm going to go with a black suit, pretty standard, red tie. Okay. What about the shirt? Black shirt or white shirt? White shirt, you know, standard suit. Okay, great. You know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna keep it classy. Amazing. Cody? Uh, when I saw the flashback of me getting fitted for a suit, what did that look like? Um, it was a very traditional, like black, black suit, white shirt, black tie. Would it be weird if it was that? I mean, no, it's it's that's like a very classic suit. I feel like it's that, and it, it's weird to Cody because he's kind of like almost remembering that flash. Well, you know what? Okay, you put on your suit, and when you finally put on like that last button, you catch a glimpse of yourself in one of the reflective. Uh, windows of one of the buildings and you see something in the reflection and it's not just you and how good you look but you see the building behind you and it's contra dynamics and as you turn around to look at it those same flashes that you had before with the congo logo mm-hmm. does the same thing where contra dynamics stays in place and a thousand scenes of it in different places where you see Contra Dynamics and the background and what it's on just start like flipping through like a Rolodex. It's overwhelming. I start walking towards the building. Cody. Hey, Cody, Cody. And you remember the day in the Taylor suit shop and you're standing on a small wooden box as a older gentleman is measuring you and drawing lines of chalk on where he needs to to tailor the suit and you're looking like a million bucks and you're beaming 
And someone walks in behind you. And when you turn around to look at them, it is like an eclipse. They are completely a black silhouette with a searing white light haloing around them. You feel that pain in your temple. And then there's a ringing in your ear and every you start to get dizzy. And this person walks as if nothing is happening, but you are like almost falling over in pain. But the person tailoring you is still casually walking around you and making his marks. And the voice of the person who is in silhouette says, you've got to look good on the big day. And then you're back in the dome. Do I recognize that voice? Because it sounds like I recognize that voice. Uh, no. Okay, okay, cool. No. Am I still walking towards the building? Yep. You are okay. standing in front of it, staring at the sign. Cody. <laughs> um, First. Merrick to Cody. Yeah, hey. Um, we should... We can, we can walk in here for a second, right? That's just not the plan. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> We're leaving the most powerful person in this station waiting. A minute. One minute. What what do you mean? What do you need a minute for, Cody? This place... I've seen that logo a thousand times. I've seen Congo's logo a thousand times. I just remembered something. I think it has to with Alpha. It has to. Cody, this place isn't going anywhere. I want to help. But we might. I really want to help. But we have pressing matters we have to get to. Is there like a lobby or anything or like, what can I see? Yeah, you see the the front door is this big revolving door. And inside you see a reception area with this like huge white curved table. And there's a woman sitting behind it. Uh, There are these like water features. You can see some trees. And then behind that, you can see a big white statue of a person. But you can't really make out who it is. One minute. Cody, we have to go. 60 seconds. Hey, Merrick, just just let him. I'll wait out here any longer. Dern, go in with him. Merrick. 60 seconds. 60 seconds, Cody. I walk up and I go through the revolving doors. You walk in and it is cool. The air conditioning is like the perfect temperature. You hear laughter every now and then and you see people sort of like bustling around with suitcase or briefcases and there's like a small cafe that some people are are hanging out in and reading books and and talking there's a congo sort of like stationary shop that has a bunch of like stuff uh you see one of those uh vending machines that attacked you but is currently just you know (laughs) a vending machine but there is a statue in the middle of the room and when you look at it, you see that same black silhouette. But this time it is, you're not remembering things. This isn't a gap in your vision. You just can't see it. Uh, I guess I'm just standing there staring. I think that would really throw him. Uh, Dern, you see a little bit of blood drip out of Cody's nose. Oh, um, you, you okay there, buddy? You see that? Do you, do you fucking, do you see that? Uh, you look at what he's pointing at and it's, it's, a statue of a of a bald man with his arms sort of like at his holding onto his lapels with his his chin up and his head ha- raised high in a in a suit. I mean, it's a statue, Cody. It's nothing. It's not. It's it's a fucking eclipse. It's it's nothing. How is it nothing? I don't think being here right now is really good for you, bud. Who fi- who is it? 
Is there um, a plaque? Is, uh, whose name is on the plaque? Dern, you walk over to the statue and you read the plaque and it says Jalen Mazo, founder of Contra Dynamics, hero to humanity. Hero to humanity. Interesting. Um, uh, it's a statue of Mazo. Do I hear that? No. When he says it's a statue of, you get this ear piercing like squeal. And Duran, you now see a little bit of blood coming out of his ear. Okay, we, we need we need to leave right now, Cody. Okay. I grab Duran by the collar and like in sign language I say whose fucking name. And I, I don't understand sign language, so I just try to walk him out of the door. I feel like I'm reeling at this point, like drunkenly almost, and just like I don't want to go with him, but like I don't really know like I don't know. Like the world has like tipped. Like you're on a boat and I'm just like going with him almost. Yeah, some of the people have now started to like look around. The people in the cafe are now all staring. Um and Duran, yeah, you're able to guide Cody out. Yeah, I wanna I wanna get him out of here as quickly as possible. Uh I gr- I push my knife into your hand and I carve it into my arm. What? Right on my fucking arm. Right it right on my arm. Right on my arm. I'm not doing that. I need to Cody. Listen. Fine. When things calm down, we'll talk about this, okay? Right on my arm. Not now. Trust me, I'll remember. We'll talk about this after, okay? Cody doesn't say anything. He's just like shut down almost. All three of you get a buzz on your phones and it says TikTok V. <sighs> okay. Let's 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 go. That was a mistake. Cody doesn't say anything. Like Merrick sitting outside, sees Cody come out covered in blood, and he just sort of just sort of knows what was going to happen to an extent. Let's go. You guys are heading towards the seat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's it's so easy to find one. It's the biggest fucking building in the dome, and also even if you were blind, you could just follow the music and arrive. You get there, and Mikhail was not sort of exaggerating when he called it a circus. The place, everywhere is so reserved. Everyone walks with incredible posture. Everyone walks with purpose. But outside of this building is, it's like a mix between the Midnight Bazaar and the Drip. It is all walks of life, all kinds of people. It is, there's people doing pose-offs. There are people from the Bazaar posing with people with the Drip. Like, it's just absolute madness. And it's a complete breakdown of the tears and you can see that the general population of the dome has given like a, a wide berth, pretty much like a one block radius that they don't even go near this place. Oh, God. I guess I, I have a feeling who I know who Bryce Wayne's Wade's uh, arch nemesis is, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll just head up to the uh, to the seat. Yeah, you guys reach the, the seat and there is a big sign out front that says Gallery Voltaire. All right. We do this with elegance, patience. Merrick is wiping the blood off Cody's face. as he Cody's not even like reacting. Cody, you just take a back seat for this bit, okay? Yeah, just... Recollect your thoughts. Hang tight, buddy. Yeah, what's, what's new? Cool. This is going to go well. All right. All I'll say is that digging up the past, looking at the people that we loved, sometimes devastates us. I know you want answers. I couldn't see it. I know. I couldn't hear it. It was there. Say it again. You have to realize that this person may have done that not to keep you out, but to protect you. I doubt that. And I'll never know until I can break past this. 
do you know what it's like to have your fucking brain not work? To have your mind fucking torn little tears in your mind that you... No. I know what it's like to be betrayed by the person you love the most. To be I, I don't... manipulated, used, abused. But I don't know that that's what happened. Because I don't know what happened. But I'm trying to find out what happened. And I can't see it when it's right in front of me. I can't remember it. I can't, I can't hear it when he says it. And he said it. Say it again. I'm not going to say the name. People don't lie and hide for good reasons. We'll get you your answers. For now, I need you to focus on the future, on the now, on us, on Victor, on Quip, on Query, on Satir. I need you back for this next little bit. And we'll get you your answers, okay? Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I know it's really hard. Can I have a hug? Of course you can. Merrick gives him a big fucking hug. Oh, I bet he gives the best hugs. Forearms, baby, all engaged. He's reaching out a hand for Durin as well. Of course. Of course here. I'll hug you, buddy. I'm sorry. I I just, you know, it's like my my everything, you know? Yeah. I just, I want to be whole. I, and, and I want I want to find Alpha, and I want to, I want to, I'm just, I'm not whole, and that's... Uh, by the sounds of it, the three of us aren't whole. We're missing something. <laughs> the memories are bad enough, but why is it still like it's in front? Okay, okay, I'll, I'm gonna get it together. Cody, let, let's be a shitty, shitty jigsaw puzzle. All right, the three of our pieces might not fit, but I swear to all the gods in the cosmos that we will jam these three pieces together until they fit. Cody like squeezes you both. <laughs> we fit pretty well right now, so I think so. All right, let's go. All right, let's let's get in serious mode. Let's get our game faces on. Let's go talk to a very influential, handsome, probably very talented, and a good kisser gentleman, as Merrick says directly into his bracelet. <laughs> um, and he heads into the seat. Who we feel very sorry about making weight, but it was very important. As you guys are approaching the building, there's a huge line. And the second the bouncer sees you, he opens the the velvet rope. Pardon us, just another day of skipping lines. You can hear people towards the front. Actually, the whole line, you can hear start being like, oh, what the fuck, come on, what? And the bouncer shoots them a look, and they shut up immediately. Yeah, don't, don't talk to them, they're below us. So as we get to the front of the line, Merrick's going to look at the bouncer and be like, first time here, uh, where do we go to run into interesting gentlemen. He just points directly to the front of the door. Okay. Because, like, so the way there's, like, I would say about, there's, like, a party in front of the building, and then there's a lineup to get into that, and then there's the building, and then inside. Um, So you've been given access to, like, get to the front doors. Sick. Um, And as you approach those, uh, the bouncers there just open them for you. We don't have wealth like this where I come from. You don't have wealth like this without a lot of blood. We have that part, and Merrick just heads in through the doors. You walk into a completely pitch black room, and those of you with dark vision, you can't see through it. Hmm. But Wayne, my Cody's honestly freaking out because he feels like this is another glitch. You feel some chairs get shoved underneath you, and you fall into them, 
and they're very comfortable chairs, very, very cushy. And you can feel them sort of like tipping back a little bit over a PA system. You hear ladies and gentlemen, everything inside of and between. We welcome you to Gallery Voltaire and the room splits open. And you are now in this what seems like infinite stage, like auditorium. And before you is a stage. And it's just the three of you in these seats. But when you look to the left and right and behind you, there's nothing. Suddenly, a person walks out onto the stage. And it is this man who has, he looks like a human, except he has like a pig snout. And he steps out and he's wearing a suit. uh, And he puts his hands on his waist and he begins singing Ave Maria. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's like he's just by himself doing it and you hear like applause behind you and then you hear it growing louder and louder but there's nobody in the room. And then that dude's suit gets torn off from like the sides and he's wearing what looks like a a drip outfit. He's wearing like a mesh tank top and suddenly the stage erupts and there's a DJ booth and it gets pushed back like miles back until he's like a tiny little speck and you feel your seat lurch forward and you guys get thrown forward as well. And you're in almost like a light speed with these like lights flashing before you as you're still seated, almost like you're on a roller coaster or like entering warp drive or something, you come to a screeching halt and everything goes black again. And then you hear pulsing music faintly in the background and it gets louder and louder and louder and louder. And then all of a sudden you hear the cheering of a crowd and the darkness dissipates and you are sitting in the middle of the dance floor of the gallery Voltaire. And the guy who was in the DJ booth is in front of you. And there's a crowd around you all just losing their mind and cheering and applauding. That wasn't just me, right? No, no, that was all of us. Uh, Merrick just starts clapping as well. Yeah, and your seats, you can feel them falling into the dance floor. So you're kind of forced to stand up. And once the chairs disappear, everyone goes back to, to dancing. And you are now in the middle of... Uh, Voltaire's nightclub. I need a drink. Yeah, we need booze and dance moves. Merrick just starts, like, swaying his arms. I don't know, Merrick, I don't know how they dance on his home planet, but probably not like this. He would be the best at a rave, you know? It's true. <laughs> you could do two different dance moves at once. One so many glow sticks. So, oh, many glow sticks. so many glow sticks. It would actually be great, because you could, like, double fist and still dance pretty fucking well. And clap, more importantly. That's what Merrick's going to do. Can I get two drinks, please? So the nice thing about the Gallery Voltaire is there is no fitting in. There is quite literally every kind of person, every kind of style. Like, everyone is everywhere. You don't stick out as much as the person beside you. Merrick, can you remind me how your Ring of Whispers works? So if someone nearby says any of the five names... What's the what's nearby? It just says nearby. Okay, but like well, then, wall, but walls and shit do, doesn't stop it. Yep, yeah. uh, your ring activates with the name of Cassie Class. Cool. So someone nearby, yeah, doesn't like soundproof glass doesn't stop it. Yep. Okay, I I get a bonus to roll a perception on that trigger. Okay. Um. So ba ba ba, an eighteen perception. 
Um, you don't see anyone like talking about it in your vicinity, but I mean, obviously, someone is saying it somewhere. Okay. Okay. Let's just start enjoying ourselves until Voltaire makes himself known. Uh, Cody's kind of like sullenly slamming tequilas. Um, okay. Well, how many have you had there, big guy? Uh, how long did that take? I would say at least two. Okay. I'll probably try to intervene here before his third. Like, hey, uh, hey, bud, um, we need you on your A game right now, okay? I'm trying to get on my A game. I don't think this is how you get there. Something. You guys look over. America's now shirtless, like just pumping all four arms in the air, like whistling, <laughs> like... Like he's got people around. He's crowding his hips. Uh, Cody sees that and like smiles just by himself, just a little bit. Takes the third shot and is like, "Okay, okay, you good? Mm. No, get out there and party with him." That I can't do, but I'll watch. You see uh, someone in a red velvet suit walk over to Merrick and put their hand on his shoulder and whisper something in his ear. And then Cody and Durin, two more people come and do the same thing to you, and they all whisper the same thing. Voltaire will see you now. Let's do this. Okay. And they begin leading you through the club uh, into a back room where there's an even larger club, and you keep sort of like weaving through all of the people and... Someone gets up on this stage and holds up their hand and the music stops immediately and everyone just begins leaving. What? <laughs> okay. I'm assume we're still passed out in those chairs somewhere, but all right, that's vibe. Um, yeah, everyone begins moving towards the front, like that first club that you guys were in and leaving this space empty. Merrick puts his shirt back on. The three people who are in the red suits disappear. They, they wander off, and in front of you is a stage, a round platform that the house lights now come on, but spots still come and light up that stage, and you hear once again over the PA system, ladies and gentlemen and everything inside of and between Voltaire, as the stage begins rising up, and a small man, a small human man, is lifted up and he's sitting on this pristine silver throne and he raises up he's wearing this long purple robe he's got this bright purple hair that's in a pompadour but the front of it extends like almost a foot and a half out and he's wearing this blue eyeshadow and purple uh, lipstick and he's got these long three inch long nails each uh, a different shade of purple he's got these big rings on and the robe is open down to almost his belly button and you can see these intricate weaving tattoos beneath the robe and he sits there and he looks at you do we bow i'm not trying to be insolent here but like i don't know um, how this he interrupts you by putting up his hand and he twirls his finger and then the stage begins raising even further until it's about 15 feet in the air and he's now sitting on an even larger throne and that robe goes all the way down. He snaps his finger and these two platforms come out, these two like little catwalks, and these two androids walk out 
wearing nothing but like these really tight shorts and they walk out and they strike a pose beside him and one of them hands him a megaphone and he puts it to his lips as he's now almost 20 feet up in the air and he looks down and he says you may talk now Voltaire yeah the man who leads Surth oh gosh um (laughs) oh no thank you for the summons Thank you for allowing us into your part of this world. Why are you talking like that? All right, we're here to just have a good time and pay respects to a guy who's fucking pretty cool. Thank you. Um, oh, but Jesus you, Christ. You're not here for a good time. You are here because I told you to come. Let's get that straight right now. Yeah, of course. No, we're only here because of you. Merrick, Cody Duran, obviously you're very much aware of that. Yep. So why allow us such an audience? Because we saved his people. Well, because you need something else to be saved or not saved. Ding, 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 ding. Prize goes to the one with the four arms. You are here for a reason. And let's let's get the elephant out of the room. I know what you did. And uh, he puts did in like heavy, exaggerated bunny ears. Mm-hmm. And he says, and you're looking for a way out. Well, let me tell you, our paths have serendipitously crossed. You're looking for Vale, yes? Yes. Well, it just so happens that I could use a a person of their talents as well. Do you know where they are? Yes. Wonderful. You tell us, we'll grab them. All will be wonderful. Great. Yeah, they're hiding out in the old Versicore building. Isn't the, the one you wiped off the face of the earth? Yep. Wait, hold on. A few things don't add up with that. Why not? Why are they there? Hey, what better place to hide in than a, you know, a hundred and something floor building? And why do you need us? Seems like a weird place for, like, the best technomancer in the, uh, I guess, the verse to hide. It's a hobble. They're not just hiding. They're being disruptive. They're working. Once again, very perceptive. Do you have, like... Four brains as well, because you are one smart cookie. Um, so you want us to go find Vale and capture them or convince them? Capture? Look, why are you using such a harsh language? You know, I would like... Look, obviously, the people I have in my employ have been failing me as of late, as you saw with the fixers that you so graciously rescued. Thank you, by the way. So I figured why not go to the people who I know are competent. Cool. So we have to make contact with Vale, and what what is in it for us, if you don't mind me? I'm not going to do flowery language. What's in it for us? Now you're learning how Surth works, baby. It's easy. If you find Vale and convince him to come work for me, I will pay... Whatever his cost is to undo his little troublesome tinkering that has put you in such a sticky situation. There are two. There's another thing we want. I know we have these on our arms. Do you know what it is? What? What? What are you talking about, Maris? We're looking for somebody. Oh. Oh, he's like, oh, yeah. Cassie? Yeah, hold on one second. And he leans back and he puts the megaphone, like he tilts his head all the way to the ceiling and just with the megaphone, he just yells, Cassie! And a couple seconds later, behind one of the curtains, a like 18-year-old human female comes stepping out. And she's like, yeah? Your, your friend sent us. Jenny. Jenny? How is she doing? She's good. She's worried about you. 
Oh. She hasn't heard from you in, in a long time. Are you okay? Shit. Yeah, unfortunately. It's a stupid dome policy. I can't communicate to the lower forms. Voltaire is working on fixing that, and I tried to send messages down, but like, they're so fucking weird, especially with you know Voltaire kind of leading the lines a little bit between the floors. Uh, the dome has gotten very, very particular in trying to maintain status quo so a lot of our communications are filtered do you have a message we could pass on to her something that she knows from you yeah i mean give me here give me one of your phones and she walks over and she holds out her hand i give her mine she puts it up in like selfie mode and she's like jenny hi i'm so sorry i haven't been in contact with you you know how the dome is they're so fucking lame i'm doing great Everything's amazing here. Voltaire's taking care of me. I'm making money. People are coming to see my show in droves. I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done for me. I wouldn't be here without you. I am fine, and I hope to see you soon. Also, uh, I'm with your friends. Thanks. Love you. And she pauses the recording. She she hands it back to you. <laughs> well, I got sense motive of one to see if she's telling the truth. Yep, she's 100% telling the truth. Merrick's is 15. Okay, Duran, did you roll as well? Oh no, Duran's just happy that this situ- that situation's taken care of. He doesn't he doesn't care to look into it. <laughs> Fair, um, Merrick with a fifteen, you can tell that like yeah, as as far as you can tell, she's fine. All right, um, great, Voltaire, you seem like a man of your word. Before we go and take care of something, do you mind if I just bounce something off you? Bounce away, baby. Yeah, I've got a mutual friend who seems like your type of pal. I don't know if you guys have ever run into each other before. Okay. His name is Azim. Haven't heard him, but hey, if you say he's anything like you guys, maybe I should introduce myself. There's no way he hasn't been here. I thought he had been. I Anyway, we can talk about that later. He could have another name. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Um, yeah, you seem to be really great, apparently. Um, before we go, we might need some legal representation for whatever shit's going down with us. We could probably throw that into the deal. Yeah, lawyers. Do you have lawyers? I've got a, a legal counsel. Yeah, I could I could set you up with that. If, like I said, all you have to do is provide my offer to Vail and get them to agree. I will outline my deal for you. I just want them to help me keep the corporations in check. I know they're going to make a move on me eventually. And with Vail at my side, I would be able to always have the upper hand. How did you take... Out Versicore. Now, now, a magician never tells his secrets. Well, I say this for two reasons. Because one, if we're going to this building and you did some fucked up shit there, we might need to know. And two, what's stopping you from doing it again to these corpos? Why risk it all when you've got it all, baby? What I did took a lot out of me. And I don't know how many times I can do it. Now, hey, you keep that to yourself. Yeah, I'm kind of tipping my hand here a little bit. But I feel like... Are you? We need each other. We do. Yes. Oh, 100%. You're not wrong. So what did you do? Well, <laughs> he's, I mean, Cody, Cody, he's not going to answer that. We all have our secrets. Look, I understand that you're concerned that you're going to be walking into, you know, a minefield or a place with, rigged with traps or something. I assure you that place is safe as can be outside of whatever Vale has done to it. But I have left no residual harmful effects. 
Okay. Yeah. No, you've got yourself a deal. You talk in riddles and I love it. Yeah. Riddles that I have to talk impolitely for. Yeah. We're good. We'll, we'll, we have no, no issue. What do you think you have to decipher? I feel like I've been very straightforward with you. No, it's weird for us. We're used to hardship and confusion and law. Well, you you know what happened to us. A little paranoid. I don't have any reservations about being up front if it's going to benefit me. And if you are able to convince Vale to come work with me, I might as well just glue myself to this seat because I ain't going nowhere. So here's my next question. Why hasn't Vale agreed to work with you yet? Oh, because I haven't sent anyone to be my emissary yet. I was waiting for the right person for the right job, you know? Yeah, your team is, no offense, didn't seem to be up to our standard. I expected better. Exactly. If if they're getting bodied by the blood letters, Vale will eat them alive. At least you guys will make it to them. Whether or not you can convince them, well, that's, you know, something to be seen. But at least I know you'll get the opportunity to make your pitch. Who's that guy in the golden chair? What? The one who was fucking with your guys. Oh. Big Yasoki. Oh, the leader of the blood letters? That's Zok. What an idiot. He, he sucked. He sucks. He's awful. He made us kill his bear. I keep him around because having lower people to distract away from, I'll be honest, my shadier dealings is great. And up until recently, when they got a little more industrious with their bounty hunting... They weren't causing me any issue, but I feel like now that they know we have an agreement, we should be back to business as usual. Who, once again, going to keep asking questions until you cut us off. Who on this station still is a threat to you at this point, Voltaire? Any of these corporal leaders in specific? People we should watch out for? No, I mean, if anyone was going to do it, it would be Contra. They've got the most weight behind them at being humanity's savior and all, but... I think in order to take me down, I think it would take a concerted effort, a mm, a unified front, and let's face it, with those idiots, it would take a while. Who heads up Contra? Cody, oh no. <laughs> Cody, now, now's not the time, Cody. <laughs> Cody goes blind, permanently. <laughs> the person who, uh, do you mean Surf's office or like the big boss? Uh, give me both. I... F- the person running Sir's head office is Caden Lesser, and the head honcho currently, you know, president is Susan Roke. Cool. Okay. Cody's like frowning. Uh, I think we're good. I think we have everything we need. Uh, we'll we'll go take care of the situation. Yeah. Right, guys? We're good. What about Bryce Wade? He was checking out one of your clubs before we came up here. Checking out? I mean, as far as I know, he was just there and saw the unfortunate dealings of those idiots. Cool. I mean, hey, check in. If you've got questions, I know a thing or two about Wade Enterprises. No, it's fine. <laughs> he, he just, ha- he just happened to be there. Oh my god! Uh, he just happened to be there when things were going down. Just wanted to make sure you weren't skeptical. If you're on board, Voltaire, we're on board. Let's get this sorted out. Yeah. Well then, I would shake your hands. What are you saying? <laughs> the Bryce Mobile. His Bryce orangs. I, I don't know. It's Are you okay? Making a bad joke. <laughs> Cody's having a rough day. Yeah, it's it's been tough. I it mean, was not Bruce, Wayne, Bruce Wayne doesn't run around calling his batarangs the Bruce Orangs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> the Bruce I would, I would <laughs> quickly to the Bruce Mobile. <laughs> Quick to the Bruce Cave. Hey, Batman, what did you just call your car? Oh, the Bruce Mobile. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, I'm I'm just 
we uh i'm waiting out of my death here i mean fuck uh, we're just we're not yeah like like we might not see Ratman until weeks pass <laughs> we're like 10 sessions deep and we're into a dark room and we turn around and he's sitting in the corner of the room so i'm not i'm not pushed to Stuart. he'll show up when he needs to yeah cool voltaire you've got yourself a deal i'd shake your hands but then i'd have to come down and i like it on top baby you're all sorts of magic right magic uh he shrugs and just says, well, don't we all have a little bit of special magic in all of us? No. And he, like, pats his tummy a little bit. Can you fix minds? Uh, what? Don't mind that, Voltaire. We'll talk later on. Okay, toodles. I'm done now. Bye. <laughs> uh, did we get point? Do we know where that building is? I'm assuming. Yes, all of the major does. buildings are very easy to find like there's still the versa course sign up on the building it's it's not hard to find the main buildings mm-hmm. i figured let's go cody after this let's let's find someone who can take a look at you if you want yeah i would like that not voltaire once voltaire holds up his end of the deal and we have some time we can take a look okay find the best doctor on Surth or wherever we need to go but well we'll take care of you bud thank you you know what? And he kind of like tries to force a smile. We got a clue, I guess. We do. We, In fact, we have better than a clue. We have a lead. I like that. Let's go get this fucking hacker. And then we'll hack my head. We'll get me better. I feel like you have an ulterior motive with fi- for finding Vale. Maybe. I didn't think about it, but they might be able to help. They might have done this to me. No. Oh, fucking no. He wouldn't work with a corpo, but we don't know much about them anyway. Cody like shakes his head and just like rubs his face like, oh... God. I'm calling it now. It's probably Paramom. Let's go. Let's go. Hello, friends. Space Jim Dane here to do the things. We're going to keep it quick. I know I say that every week, uh, but I'm going to try to keep it quick this time. Couple big announcements. Well, one really big announcement. If you are in Toronto this weekend, August 26th, 27th, 28th, that is uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I know this is short notice, but uh, we were also kind of working on short notice. Uh, we will be at Fan Expo uh, hanging out giving away some stuff. We've got some some cool little presents if you want to swing by. We will be at the Canadian Podcaster booth. Um, we'll be posting our full schedule uh, the day of uh, as we find it out and, and let you know exactly where we are at the con. So if you are in Toronto and you have tickets to Fan Expo, we would love to see you. Swing by, say hi, maybe roll some dice with us and win yourself a cool little prize. As I said, we will be there pretty much all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we would love to see you. On top of that, we would also love to see you in our Discord. It is popping off. We love the people there. It gets bigger every day, and the people are really, really cool. We couldn't be happier with our Discord community, and I think if you enjoy the show, I think you would fit in and you would really, really enjoy the Discord community. Even if you don't want to post or talk too much, uh, there's some really funny things that happen and some some really, really great fan theories, some really cool uh, fan art. So we highly encourage you to come hang out with us because uh, it's it's a great little community. 
You can join by going to noquestcast.com and click the Discord link. It'll bring you in. You can join the Boom Crew, which is the, the official Boomer fan club, and you can share pictures of your pets. You can just say, hey, you can share your fan theories or fan art. Um, we've currently said that the first person to post a cosplay of any of the characters will earn the exclusive role on the Discord server of Sleazy Steve's Sleazy Steez. So if that's not a reason to join, I don't know what is. Anyway, that's going to do it. We will see you in two weeks, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. How much of a pear shape would you say the rat man had? Scale of 1 to 10. That's a great question. Like 11. Looked exactly Mm -hmm. like a pear. You just never asked. It's true. Fuck. Okay, you guys are heading to Versicore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Okay, if you want to do anything else, uh, let me know. Right, let's go back to Contra. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> go to Versicore. Versicore, uh, I don't think we have anything else to do, and time is of the essence. Yeah. No, oh, wait, uh, can we send a message to fucking Jenny? I guess we can't, right? Because we have to leave the seat or the dome. Yeah, that's why she recorded it on your phone, because she can't send outgoing messages. So if you guys bring your phone back and show it, she'll be able to see that. Cool. Let's go. Okay. Um, You arrive to Versicore, and it is just a regular building. All the lights are off, though, but it is completely deserted. And there is like a a couple of buildings on either side that just say, you know, closed or going out of business or, you know, sale for, you know, property sales and stuff. Duran, I think you're going to have to keep an eye out for techno traps. Uh, maybe, I suppose. Do you think Vale will just fucking answer and knock at the door? Hey, worth a fucking shot. Is that what you're doing? I think so. I think we're just going to, like, speak friend and enter. Okay. Yeah, you knock on the, the front door, and uh, once again, it is like these these big industrial, like, business doors. Um, you can see through into the lobby that once again has this uh, big front reception desk and behind it looks like there was probably a, a waterfall of some sort, but the water is completely turned off and there are these like pod chairs all over and, and two staircases leading up to a, a slightly higher platform behind the desk. But there's no one answers when you knock on the door. Mr. Vale or, or Mrs. Vale or, or just Vale. We're here to, to say hello and, and have a chat. And I'm like speaking into my bracelet. Uh, nothing happens. Worth the shot. Yeah. Merrick, what do you think? We just need to get to them. We're not sneaky. Well, you are, Duran, but we have a way of doing things. Merrick just pushes the door open and see if he's able. Yep. They, they open up. So where would this person be? They might be like Voltaire at the very top. I don't know. IT people like basements. <laughs> Let's check a directory of what we have in this room or in this building. Yeah, the directory is a good call. Yeah, you you walk over. It's a bit hard to read because it is dark in here and the the power is off. So the backlighting of the directory isn't working, but you can still it's like etched into glass so you can still read it. And uh, sure enough, Durham was correct. The server room and uh, electrical room and all that stuff is in the sub levels. And then you have... A lot of like, I'm not going to go through every, it's like a hundred floors, but it seems like guests and low level stuff on the first couple floors. Then you have like the majority, like 80 floors of business as usual. A lot of like desks and cubicles and all that kind of shit. Then you have uh, towards the upper thing, you have R&D and then you have the executive suites. 
I'm assuming the elevator's out. I don't know if I want to get into the elevator. Yeah, they control tech. Let's take the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Uh, okay, what way are you going? Down, I guess. Down would be faster for the time being, and I feel like it's a good enough lead. Yeah, fair. Okay, um, so you're going down into sort of like the tech... Uh, the yeah. IT room and like the the server room and stuff like that. Hit, okay, cool. Hit the server room. So yeah, you. It's easy enough to find. It's like a building that is meant to be traversed. Uh, so you see a up the stairs by the elevators. You see a, a two doors on either side leading to the stairwells. Perception check time. Yeah, let's check Ooh. for those fuck those traps. That's a twenty three. Okay, seventeen. Eight. Nice. Cody, you take a look at the door and you can tell that it's not trapped. But with your 23, you also notice a small robot hanging out in the like a vent. And mm-hmm. when you look at it, it scurries back in. Um, Excuse me, little robot. It's gone. There's a robot in the vent doing a little creep on us. Vale's watching. Vale, we're not here to harm you. Just saying, maybe, maybe there's always been a robot in the vent. We just never noticed. Damn. Every perception check I ask you is to see the the robot. It's for that little metal pervert. <laughs> <laughs> we, we finally saw him, boys. <laughs> I feel so ugh, icky now. I know he's been looking at me this whole time. Uh, but yes, you you know that there's no traps on those doors. I I open. Okay. Start down, I guess. Yep. It's just stairs, right? Just stairs. Yep. Um, and you eventually reach the the sub level that has uh, the server room. There's no hallways here. As soon as you walk in, it is just rows and rows of about like twenty foot by twenty foot glass rooms filled with with servers. And those lights are still on. And you you enter in, and it's it's quite cool down here. And you can hear the soft humming and beeping and occasional chirps of the the electronics in this area. I feel like I've come home. Someone's here. Do you want more perception checks to like start scanning the room, or you let me know what you're trying to do, what you would, what you'd like to accomplish here? Does like is this where everything ends? Like, is there another door? Is there like a hallway, or can we kind of just no. see the whole room? Yeah, this the server room seems to be one big like server farm. So there's no, you just see like these individual like twenty by twenty glass rooms with uh, with various server banks. Okay, if only, if only someone had survival or something. Yeah, they could check and see if someone's been down here recently. Yeah, yeah but like no one has that skill at the very least with a number above five, right? Yeah. Well, I could do, I've got a zero, so I could definitely try it. You should definitely try it. Yeah, yeah, give it a shot now. Uh, oh, okay, that's in that one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I'll, I guess I'll give it a shot, right? It's untrained anyway. Oh, natural 20. <laughs> Shit. Sure, I hate you so fucking <laughs> Cody... You have a hard time believing that this building was ever inhabited. <laughs> Someone f- just forgot to turn off the lights is all. Durin, you see vague footprints in the the sort of like dust that constant ventilation and, and blowing machinery and stuff tends to, to kick around. And you see a very faint uh, footline or footprints that lead to one specific uh, sort of cubicle of of servers. And that door is propped open a little bit with a small blue glowing cube about like one inch on either side. Which I'm sure won't explode. I will definitely point it out. I'm telling you, Duran, no one lives here. They just left the lights on. (laughs) You're right. We should walk up the stairs to the top floor. Let's just do that. Yeah, we're going to go to the top floor. That's not how this is going to go. 
<laughs> uh, but like dang, we are going to do a perception check every floor. There's a hundred, right? At least, yeah. Okay, do you yeah. want me to start rolling them now? Uh, no, need... one at a time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we... Merrick shouts out, <laughs> hello. It echoes. Hello, hello, hello. If you're the one we're looking for, you probably know who we are. Uh, nothing. You've edited our faces at least once. Well, we, we don't have to start with that. We don't have to start with that. We're not mad. We're just, just disappointed. No. <laughs> just looking to connect, synergize, or like grow our connections. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to walk towards this blue square. Is it a bomb? <laughs> can I make a perception check on the bomb, please? You can do an engineering check if you'd like. I Let's would. just skip this part and put it in his <laughs> cheeks. Uh, oh my god, a 29. You don't really know. You, it's clearly not a bomb. It's nothing threatening. It just seems to be some sort of hard light construct. Okay. It's good. Become part of a golem eventually. Anyway, America walks out to the door and opens it. I mean, it, yeah, it's being propped open. So yeah, you, you open it, no problem. Um, and inside you see these sort of like four rows of servers. And when you get in there, you see a small rolling cart, small black rolling cart that has a little computer hooked up to one of the servers. Well, we're, we're here. You could come out and say hello now. Give me a computer's check, someone. Again, it's definitely me who should do this and not Terry. Here, I'll just, I'll, I'll do the computer check. Jesus, all right, chill. <laughs> I'll do the, 18 on the computers. This computer doesn't <laughs> seem to be doing anything intensive. It seems to have opened up a map of the building and the access points in which someone can connect to the, like, secure data uh like uh servers got you okay obviously Vale might want to meet online i guess who what's the closest point to us uh there are three there's one in r&d and there's two in the executive offices how far up is the executive offices like the top uh, right yeah all right let's get going let's hit r&d that's it this is on the way right yep r&d is first and then the executive offices let's yeah. hit r&d yeah. To R&D. Cool. Everyone, give me fortitude saves as you climb. Oh, hell yeah. I, I get to use my, my my new feet. I got a 14. Okay. Merrick's got 26. Perfect. 21. Amazing. So you guys are able... Cody, you're a little winded, uh, but you're mm. able to... Uh, I don't get, breathe. <laughs> um, you're able to make it up to R&D uh, without any incident. And once again, you're you're faced with a a door. Uh, check for check traps. Oh, not one. I got a sixteen. Okay, I pushed the door open. Eric's got twenty one. <laughs> you know what, Durin? You do. Yeah, I had a feeling my not one. With your not one for this check, Merrick, it's too late to stop him. Oh no! As you notice a small glowing sigil underneath the door handle. Merrick jumps away. As <laughs> Durin, you take 12 points of electricity damage as... Oh, that sucks. <laughs> a jolting surge spell courses through the handle and electrocutes you. Ah, I, I think we found the right spot. Are you okay? One of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Is the door open, though? Yep, yep, the door opens now. Cool. The, the trap is discharged. I'm disappointed that you're the one who fell for a trap, Durin. <sighs> I'm getting old, you know, it's... I'll just keep blaming my failures on my age. It might not be age, it might just be 
getting stabbed twice in the throat and almost dying yesterday. That's fair. That's probably age too. Anyway, uh, Cody let's keep moving. walks in, gun raised, like you know, SWAT nope. style. Oh, we don't have to looking left to right. Uh, okay, everyone, give me some perception checks. Nat twenty. Holy shit! I got 12. a nat one and a nat twenty. <laughs> what the thirteen? Merrick? twelve. Duran, you're kind of used to this, and it almost kind of gives you a flashback to your time with Dirk and his tinkering and inventions back when you used to fight together as partners. Mm-hmm. Your ear picks up a sound of a device humming and buzzing outside of the ambience of the room, and you're able to follow it to an office that has another one of those small computers, but this time it is hooked up to the the desk itself, and there is another smaller, what looks like a, a wireless writer or router uh, hooked up to that. What do you make of this, lads? And you guys are, are looking at it from the door, so you can't see what's on any of the screens, but you can tell the screens are on. He knew we were coming, or they knew we were coming. Let's move in and check it out. I'll go first this time. Yeah, I want to do a perception check for vent robots. Uh, sure. 14. Uh, you don't see anything. Okay. Yeah, Merrick moves in. Uh, okay, give me a reflex save, please. Will do. It's going well. World it's high. going well. Night time of dice, 22. Okay. Oof. You take 13 divided by half, so six points of damage of piercing damage as you see what looks like one of those hard light cubes, but it has been fashioned into almost like a Minecraft looking sword <laughs> that <laughs> as you step through comes out of the air and slices into your stomach as you take uh, six points of uh, pierce or slashing damage. Like oh, it appears out of nowhere or it's like flying through the air. It was, it was like hiding behind the wall and like swung out and around. Okay. Merrick just like pulls the blade out of himself and just lets it go. And is like, my mother used to put me through harder exercises before breakfast, Vale. Make right. it more difficult if you're going to try to kill us. Please, and let's let's not antagonize the the uh, <laughs> the, ha- the expert hacker, please. He antagonized us. He just shocked you and yeah, stabbed him. Is. It's fine. Let's just if He wants to antagonize off- us, stick to techie things. This whole booby traps is elementary. The pervert in the vents. We'll accept that we're just going to set off every trap along the way. Oh, I'm very and, much aware of that. I think and just and do it with a of, smile because yeah. as you uh, move the sword, they break into the little cubes and like hit the ground in a scattering. And they're now just like dull gray cubes. Um, and when you get to the, the computer, you see once again, that little sort of like eight bit pixel character running from one side of the screen, picking up a bunch of documents and running it over to like a little suitcase and putting them in and then running back over and picking up and running back over. I'm worried that they're taking all their shit and ditch dipping now that we're here. Well, that's, you know, this is who we are. Um, the So I will describe the scene again now that you're looking at it. There's uh, what seems to be Vale's computer, which is like a small little tablet thing. Uh, the wireless router looking thing. And then there is the, the computer attached to the desk and it's locked. Um, is there anything you can do with the setup, Derm? Uh, well, I can try. Can I do a computer's check? I have a 26. You see the little login window jiggle and says access denied. And it says one attempt remaining. Oh, fuck. Hmm. Uh, 
I don't think we should just guess again. So 20, should we just move on to the next location? A 26 is pretty good for me. I could try to help. Mm. The two of us, maybe. No, 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 no. I don't want to fuck this up further. Like I said, a 26 All is right. pretty good. I don't. Let's, so let's get going. Higher. Yeah, let's go set off the traps in the executive rooms. Yeah, I'm getting tired of searching this building. I don't like this tedious nonsense. I'm used to frontal assault. I'm going to try to with an 18 going up the stairs. Well, before you do that, oh. you walk out of the office and there are four robots standing on either or like two on either side and they're just sitting there. Are they vent perverts too? Hey, the pervert robots. They're big security robots. Big trench coats on and they're looking yeah, shifty. No, beating up pervert robots is way more my speed. <laughs> How many pervert robots have you run into? Um, three if we count Asin. I don't know if he's a robot or not. Anyway. Asin's a um, robot? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Merrick forms a Solarium Blade and gets ready for the combat that's probably about to happen. They're not doing anything, right? They, they don't even seem like they're active. I don't know why I said that in Cody voice. All mm. right. Well, Merrick's still going to form a Solarium Blade because why not at this point? And he's going to... Weapons down? Come on. Let's, it's, it's fine. We're good. Slowly advance. We're going to go through this with a smile. Everybody smile. Cody's like <laughs> forcing a smile. It's not great. You've okay. never seen Merrick smile so much. Like it's so big and stupid. It's I like, don't want to fight you, robot friends. Oh, you can't see his smile because his face is covered. So um, you don't see him smile. You can see the eye crinkle. Yeah, his eyes are like squinting. <laughs> uh, can we walk past them? Yeah, let's just, we try to walk past them. Yep, they don't move. Okay, cool. Where'd they cool. come from? I don't. Close the door. <laughs> Close the door. When you enter into the stairwell, there is another one of those exact same robots standing on the landing below you. Oh, I hate. Dane, I fucking hate this right now. <laughs> Dane is letting us just like fumble through this. I turn around to look at the other robots. Are they closer? Yep. Oh, Fuck God. you! <laughs> Fuck one this! Of them, one of them is actually reaching out for the door handle. I hate... Oh. Ready, set, give it to her? Oh, fuck. Alright, we lock. We close and lock the door. Okay. Keep yeah, going. can we? <laughs> are we just giving it to her up these stairs? What? You guys, you guys are running up the stairs? To the yeah, yeah, let's, let's run up the stairs. Fuck this. Okay. Give me another fortitude save, please, as you have another about 20 floors to go. Oh... Weeping angel in us. I literally got the exact same 14. 23. 21. Okay. Uh, yep, you guys are, are good. And uh, once you get to the executive floor, uh, you see there is a robot standing on the landing above you. <sighs> Fuck. Fail. Please. Please fail. <laughs> the simple days of just sparring my brothers and like head-to-head -head combat. This whole sneaking robots horror stuff is. This is so much worse. This is so I'm much terrified. worse than what this could have been. Merrick is terrified. Like this is the kind of stuff that really unsettles him because it's a situation he's not used to. Just keep an eye on the stairs down. Yeah, when we look down. Someone we see... keep an eye on the stairs down. <laughs> Do we see robots? When you look over, there's one looking up the. You know, the gap between the stairs or like the That's railings. Terrifying. <laughs> Fuck this. We're going to die here. 
Now you have the the door in front of you that says executive offices. Yeah, let's just let's go in. Perception, let's set the trap perception, off. perception. No, let's put on perception <laughs> just in case. <laughs> okay. I rolled a ten. I'll roll my percent. Oh, hey, hey, actually, what the fuck? I rolled a natural twenty. How the fuck is with my dice? There is a uh, there is no trap on this door. Cool. Let's go. Let's just go in. Close the door behind us. Um, as you open the door, there's a robot standing right in the door frame, and everyone's gonna have to give me a will save, please. No, no. Um, that's five for Merit. Oh no. Okay. Twenty-two. Okay. And what'd you get, Cody? Twenty-one. Uh, Merrick, you are going to be shaken for as long as you are in this building. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's probably accurate. I'm shaking in real life, and I'm just <laughs> sitting in a very warm office looking at a laptop. Once you walk in, there's only two uh, ways to go, and it's left or right. Cody's, like, nervous. Which one has less robots? Uh, there's no... It's just the one you kind of have to, like, squeeze past to get through this door. Um, By the and way, then, I keep an eye on him the entire time. I'm not, like, taking him out of my fucking sight. Gotta blink sometime. I've I've got him. Um, if you want to, you know, try find more tracks. No, no, we alternate blinks, all right? Okay. Um, you look down, and so what you see now is a, uh, a very nice wood-paneled wall with, like, a long mural from, or, like, picture from both end, uh, end to end, and it is just sort of, like, what looks like a visual history of Earth, from, like, cavemen to them leaving in era shuttles. And then all the way down to either end, you see these like glass windows um, that look out over the dome. What would you like to do? I'm staring at this robot. Leaving this with Durin. Okay. All right. Fuck it. Let's do a survival check. Let's see what's around. Okay. Um, I got a 15. You can't really tell anything. This place is, is pretty clean. Okay. Okay. Right. Odds are left. Evens right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's ask the robot. It's in that one, so left. <laughs> hey, Mister Robot, which way do you, should we go? It says to hell. No. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're heading left, okay? You yeah. get there and you realize that what seems to be the layout for this room is, uh, or for this floor, is there are two big executive offices split down the middle, and they are inhabiting like the left and right side um mm-hmm. and you see in this the the wall that so like one wall is the exterior wall is all glass looking out over the dome and then the wall once you turn the corner is also all glass looking into the office and on the table you see another uh computer and another one of what looks like uh veil set up like the smaller computer and the little router thing mm-hmm. perception there we go it's a 24 Oh, nice. You don't see anything in the room. No traps? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. If you're looking for traps, yeah, no, you don't see anything. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, I'm going to walk over this time. Uh, cool, yeah. And it's, once again, the same thing. It looks like some sort of copying or, or file moving thing. And uh, this time, the uh, screen is unlocked. And you can see what is being copied currently. And it is a list of personnel working in R&D. Interesting. I want to check the browser history. Uh, sure. It's a bunch of like weird shit that a rich dude in an executive office would Google. Also seems to be trying really hard to get Cassie class tickets. Did he ever get them? Don't look like it. Damn. 
yeah. this can be our end. Maybe. Um, we well, these all these browser searches were from like yeah. a year ago. Yeah, yeah. The I was seeing if Fail was doing something on here beyond the transfer. Uh, all right. Um, Darren, these mini routers, what's the range on them? That's a great question. Let me make my let me check my computers real quick. Uh, this would be an engineering check. Let me just uh, check my engineering real quick. Thirty-two. Uh, these aren't routers; they just kind of look like it. Um, they're actually portable hard drives that can, once they are full, can be used wirelessly to transmit the data to another location. Okay. Oh, he might. He might not even be. They might not be even be here. Commonly used for things like, you know, if if you are copying a bunch of files, uh, you don't have to go and collect these. Once they are done, we'll beam to a central location. Shit. But I will say, Damn. knowing knowing how with how well you rolled, uh, that central location does would have to be in this building. Like it wouldn't okay. be off planet okay. or or anywhere else. Like it still has to be relatively close. About like a, a building's uh, worth of range. Wherever this is going, once it's done, we'll be close. What uh, what would you guys like to do? Uh, I guess we check the next executive office. Or would my engineering check uh, give be high enough to uh, determine where the transfer will go to? No, that's something I don't think you'd be able to discern it. You would know that it's in the building, and that's about it. Okay, but yeah, the last uh, the last thing is the the top floor. Wait, isn't there two offices here though? There is, yes, but the the last like secure spot you can check the other office if you want but the last secure spot was uh, is one floor up all right let's head up okay yeah let's go up how many robots on the way when you open the door back into the stairwell there is one just sitting on the stairs but not looking at you it's on the staircase going down and it's just sitting there staring at the wall that's worse why is that worse there's nothing good about this terry that's that's worse damn it dane <laughs> um and yeah you have one more floor until you reach the the like executive office like the the head office uh i'm gonna perception as we go up it's a 17 you don't see anything good i don't want to see anything yeah you don't see anything you you get there and it uh the the stairs uh says like executive floor i guess let's check for some traps dirty 20 cool Oh, not 20, not 20. Okay. Uh, You can tell this, this door is not trapped. Okay. So there's someone hanging on a hook (laughs) right inside it. (laughs) Let's open it. You enter into a smaller reception office that seems to have like a, like a small oak table and a screen behind it and a computer terminal there. And there are two large wooden double doors. The floor is this nice polished marble with a really nice rug. Um, once again, there is a bunch of portraits seeming depicting or depicting like various periods of revolution in terms of technology. So you have like the industrial revolution, like the cyber age, like all this kind of stuff showing like the progress of, of mankind. And there is, uh, like I said, those, those two double doors at the end of the room. Do we knock? Uh, Cody goes up and knocks. Oh, Nope. Okay. Uh, no answer. Uh, I'm going to percept the door. That's a nat one. I open the door. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to use my pink dice again and immediately rolled a one again. I like that you guys just accept that if you roll a nat one, you open the door. I appreciate I, that. I feel like <laughs> it, it makes sense. I feel like it's appropriate. 
Yeah. You open the door. It's a huge office. It's really, really nice. I shouldn't say huge. The The building sort of tapers up towards the top. So the office is about like 30 feet uh, long and uh, probably about like 60 feet uh, deep. And there is this huge floor to ceiling window uh, at the back wall uh, overlooking the dome. It's a great view. There is a large desk that doesn't face the door but faces out towards the view and there's a small couch and a small uh, sitting area with a the whole right hand side is this huge bookcase and the left side seems to be sort of like a sitting lounge area with a tv and a couple armchairs and a small mini bar and in front of you is a person with their back to you, hunched over a computer, furiously typing away. Vale? Hello. Um, they don't turn around, but you can see that they're wearing this skin-tight white jumpsuit. And they have this shock of blue hair that drapes, is shaved on one side and drapes over. And uh, they seem to have something tied around their head as well. And on their wrist are these two large white, sort of like bracers, uh, but they're almost like little, little ovals that go around kind of Mega Man style. You hear them speak in this uh, sort of tinny voice. They say... I do have to let you know it was never personal. Oh, we we know that. I we're okay with it if you we're we're not even mad at you about that. All right. Yeah, we're cool. We'd like you to undo it though. Yeah, that's you know. Unfortunately, I was paid uh, quite a bit of money. Well, we can get you as much as you'd like to undo it. Yeah, we can get you. So we we have a uh, a contact that we can get you some more money. Hmm. We have a benefactor. If that would work. Interesting. Our lives aren't ruined. You get rich. They like money. You like money. They hate corpos. You hate corpos. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You hear the door behind you close and lock. Mm. Uh, question. Uh, what's with the robots? Well, I've got to keep an eye on the people who choose to trespass, yes? We knocked. We did knock. Doesn't exactly excuse you from trespassing. Fair. So are you willing to hear us out? What you have to offer me is not what is important to me at this moment. I have something very specific that I would like to do, and you are slowing me down. What is it, Vale? We could help. Apparently all we're good at, I guess that's because we're, we run a tavern, is doing jobs for people. What's the next one on the list? What do you need? <laughs> I mean, that's fair. This is beyond your capabilities. Nothing is beyond our capabilities. See, now you're just trying to get us riled up and challenge us to do something, all right? Come on, just, what's the job? Well, then, please come take a look for yourself, and if you can crack it, I will do whatever you want. Oh, this is a trap. Merrick goes forward. I come with him. Darren, what are you doing? Yeah, let's do it. Let's... We're all in this together. Yeah, let's dive into the Matrix. You get closer to Vale as they are still clicking clacking away at the computer. Uh, but once you get closer, you notice that their hands aren't moving. <laughs> oh. mother, mother son of a... Damn it! And Gosh. you see on the keyboard is a small communication device. Cool. Yeah. We should have saw that coming. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I, there was no way this was going to be as easy as asking. Like I said, gentlemen, 
It was never personal. Did Azen hire you? Is that something I can ask? Well, before you do that, gentlemen, you're all gonna have to roll initiative. No. <laughs> 19 for Merrick. I got a 20. 27. Damn. Hey, I took improve Merrick. initiative at first level. You said 19, Merrick? Correct. Well, I got bad news for you, Durin. No. Vale also took improved initiative. What? And they're gonna go first. And they're gonna use their ability quick spell trigger. If Vale wins the initiative contest, they get a surprise round on you regardless of what happens. Oh no. They must use a, a cast a spell that is a casting time of standard or lower. Um, so as you cross the threshold and kind of realize what's going on, a wall of fog appears. Uh across the room and let me find out what save i need from y'all oh saving throw none fantastic cool you're all gonna take 2d4 fire damage as one side of the fog blasts out hot steam as they cast wall of steam uh not exactly exciting but uh y'all take three points of fire damage okay take a lot of fire damage the last two episodes (laughs) and through the fog when you turn around to look back, you see Vale disappear from his invisibility, leaning against the door, and says, Gentlemen, if you fall for this, again, you're not exactly the one I need. Unfortunately, you came poking and interrupting the business, so I will have to put you down. You'll try. I certainly will. We may not be subtle, but we're powerful, Vale. We're coming for you. Cody, you're going to have to give me a will save, please. Sure. That is a nat one. Uh, cool. You begin feeling a, a burst of those cubes come shooting out through the, the, the fog and begin attaching onto you, mm-hmm. and you are hit with Baleful Polymorph. <laughs> so you're going to... Oh, no! It's not as bad as, as Pathfinder. Okay. You're going to take a minus two on your AC attack rolls, damage rolls, reflex saves, and strength and dexterity based skill checks. And that's for how long? A long time. Uh, seven minutes. Oh, okay. That's fine. So he's just like, ah! <laughs> you feel those cubes are beginning to like form around you and making you look like, like an 8-bit character. <laughs> Dern, it is your turn. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Is this really how it needs to play out? Let me guess, you have a an offer from a rich person who would like me to do something for them. Uh, very suspicious, very uh, problematic, most likely. Um, what I'm doing right now is personal, and I do not have time, and money means nothing to me right now. Or presumably ever. Meant enough to fuck us over. I am not fucking you over. You did? Oh, that, I, yes. I, again, I told you, I'm sorry. I kind of gesture at my pixels, I'm like, <laughs> and you currently are. I can only apologize so many times, gentlemen. This undermines the apology, really. Uh, Vale just kind of shrugs. Uh, all right. I'm going to activate my um, my cloak and fields and hide. Okay. I currently am not in the mood to fight you. Uh, do you say that to him? Yes. 37. Yep. You're good. I don't know how to get out of this situation, boys. Um, Cody, it is your turn. I'm going to need another will save from you, please. Sure. That's a nat 20. Okay. I don't want to kill Vale. I don't want to kill Vale. The stuff does not progress further. Okay. Uh, the fog wall, is it still up or is it? Yep. Okay, whatever. I'm like, I'm having a bad day. A really fucking bad day. And I don't want to do this, but and I'm going to charge him. Okay. 
Um, I assume there's no way to get over the fog wall or like, no, like acrobatics. No, it is floor or... to ceiling. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna charge through it. Uh, okay, you take seven points of fire damage. Perfect. Uh, I'm gonna punch him. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna bull rush him. <laughs> What's behind him? Uh, he's leaning on the door right now. Sure. He's gonna kill Vale. Actually, no, I'm just gonna punch him because I guess at this point it doesn't really matter. I don't want to kill Vale. I don't know the other option. Uh, that is a twenty to hit. I'm sorry, eighteen to hit because I take minus yep. two. Right? And that's going to be seventeen points of damage. Okay. Sonic. They take that hit and they say, "Trust me. Whatever you think you've had a bad day, I've had much worse." Is your mind peeling off when you try to find the truth about your past? He stops and looks at you for a second and says, yes. Uh, Cody, like, (laughs) drops his arms at that and, like, is completely taken aback. Uh, Merrick, it's your turn. Merrick says the name Jalen Mazo aloud, just in case. Cody, your ears ring hard and you don't hear. What? What? Like, flinches. Yeah. Vale said they were having a similar issue. I didn't know if Alpha made two. I was just being trying to be thorough. Well, then again, you're kind of showing, I guess, Vale what yeah. a potential, you know, Cody's they were like, kind of the same. Did you hear that? Did I hear what? What he just said, the name. Yes. Because I can't. I can't see the fucking statue of whoever that is. It's burned out of my brain. The fog wall drops. What did Contra do to you? I don't know. I'm trying to find out. We, uh, we think he might be even pre-Contra. Uh, once again, they look at you, Merrick, and then they look back at you, Cody, and they tilt their head and reach up and run their finger across your ear and look at the blood dripping out and says, Well, gentlemen, perhaps we come to an arrangement, yes? Yeah, I think that might be better. 